Welcome back to Long Covid Doctor, an educational series for sufferers of Long Covid. I'm Dr Tim Robinson, formerly a family doctor, GP for 30 years, now a Long Covid specialist. This is the second part on chest pain and Long Covid. In part one, I talked about the symptoms, diagnoses and investigations. Here in part two, I will talk about specific chest pain uh, occurring in long COVID, the so-called COVID grip, and its treatment and the outcomes. <coughs> Excuse me. As I said before, check out the references and resources and links to social media in the show notes below if you should wish. Just to say, any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I mention should only be considered after discussion with your own doctor or medically qualified health professional. So, here we go. Part two of chest pain and long COVID. As I said in part one, I covered the five types of chest pain that our patients could be experiencing, the red flags and the diagnoses. And just to remind you, the causes of chest pains um, I grouped together as four serious ones. The four serious diagnoses needing hospital care, secondary care, namely angina, uh, pericarditis, pulmonary embolism, pneumonia. And then there were the four less serious diagnoses that can be handled by general practice family doctor, primary care, namely costochondritis, intercostal muscle pain, uh, rib margin pain, and finally, um, the chest pain in long COVID patients due to pleuritis, inflammation of the lung lining. The, the, the patients uh, have labelled and referred to as COVID grip or lung burn. I'll explain uh, about this more fully now. <clears throat> the lungs are surrounded, encapsulated in two layers, the visceral layer and the parietal layer, uh, the pleura. Uh, and there's a space between them uh, that contains serous fluid. So they glide normally uh, and freely with normal breathing. In non-COVID pleuritis, there is inflammation of the lining of those layers. Those layers no longer glide freely, smoothly with breathing. And this makes the patient feel uh, like their lungs are tight, that they're, they're, they're hot, they're burning. It's a burning sensation across the whole of their chest. And so what's the cause for this long COVID chest pain, this COVID grip? What's the pathophysiology to give it the medical fancy, the fancy medical term? What are the explanations? First, there's some, you know, I'd like to give you some background information uh, about inflammation itself. Um, when there's inflammation, we referred to uh, an itis, okay, that's pericarditis, that's inflammation, inflammation of the pericardium, um, the, the sac that lines the heart. So it's an itis. And then inflammation of joints, 
They call it synovitis. That's the inflammation of the synovium, the synovial membrane. Um, and then there's inflammation of the lining of the brain, the meninges. That's meningitis. And so, not surprisingly, um, uh, inflammation of the lining sac of the lungs, the pleura, we call that pleuritis. And this is all part of the general inflammation due to COVID or long COVID. The reasons for this we're all familiar with now. There's the dysfunction of the, the, of the innate immune system, overactivity of the inflammatory response, causing inflammation of the lining of the, of the uh, lungs, inflammation of the air sacs themselves, inflammation of the blood vessels lining, um, surrounding those air sacs. Other possible contributing causes in the, the long COVID setting are uh, excessive smoldering inflammation that causes microthrombi. Um, we, we refer to as the hypercoagulable state. Too much coagulation leads to formation of these mini blood clots um, in the alveolar capillary blood. With excessive inflammation, that leads to mast cell activation uh, in the lung tissues themselves, in a, uh, activated as part of the normal uh, innate immune response, but it's excessive excessive, and that contributes further to the inflammation. Then there's autoantibodies directed at the pleural membranes. Autoantibodies have been discovered that are specific for the lining of the lungs. And then to compound all this, there's obviously, and I'm sure you've heard of this viral persistence or persistence of breakdown products of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. And there are reservoirs of these around the body that have been found in the gut, for example, or um, thinking, this is obviously a talk on chest pain, um, th there have been a remnants found in the macrophages, the defense cells in the lining of the air sacs, the alveoli, that obviously fuel the inflammation. And then, <clears throat> again, another problem uh, that, that arises as a consequence of long COVID is the disturbed gut microbiota, the friendly gut bacteria needed for its support of our immune system. So these are all the processes that may be present to different degrees, each contributing to the general ongoing inflammatory state of long COVID, which includes, of course, in this context, in this talk, inflammation of the lining of the lungs, the pleura, resulting in pleuritis, uh, and consequently experienced by our patient as COVID grip, that tightness, that burning sensation of their, their, their rib cage generally. And so what is the treatment for COVID grip? Well, any inflammation anywhere what do we do? What, how do we treat it? Well, you know, uh, if you've got a bruise or a, a painful joint somewhere, you use an anti-inflammatory drug, don't you? Uh, 
so a non a non steroidal anti inflammatory drug more, more specifically such as ibuprofen 400 milligrams three times a day obviously people aware of the the risk of st- stomach irritation uh, be wary if you've had a stomach ulcer in the past you may need to have a ppi drug proton pump inhibitor drug given at the same time to protect against gastric irritation. So if you like, that's the non-specific anti-inflammatory drug which we can use for uh, inflammation and itis, pleuritis. But more specifically for COVID grip, we've got colchicine. Now, colchicine, it's an ancient drug. Um, it's historically it's a treatment for acute gout. Um, it's it's derived from a plant, from something called the autumn crocus, and you know the the ancients, so the ancient Greeks knew about this. The ancient Greeks back in fifteen fifteen hundred BC uh, used it for joint swelling. Back in the seventeenth century, the apothecary Nicholas Culpepper listed uh, colchicine um, in his compendium, the English physician. So, like I said, it's been around for hundreds, almost a thousand years, thousands of years. So, what I'm saying is it's it's been tried and tested. Um, In general practice setting here, back in the 21st century, it's really only used for acute gout by uh, family doctors, GPs. And as I said, it's safe, t- tried and tested. We're all familiar with this. However, it's now also used uh, by the cardiologists for pericarditis. And this has sort of slowly crept in over the last five, six, seven, eight years. And uh, Pericarditis, I'll just remind you, inflammation of the of the lining of the of the, the sac that the heart sits in, the pericardium. So the cardiologists led the way on this. So cardiologists treating patients, long COVID patients with pericarditis and cardiac complications as a result of their acute COVID, um, prescribed colchicine for the pericarditis. But what they noticed is that their long COVID patients often reported an improvement in their general chest pains, their COVID grip. So hence it, from that, uh, the use of colchicine crept in for pleuritis, which is great news. Colchicine is well tolerated, has very few side effects. The commonest is diarrhea. And so obviously you you know about it if you get it, but it's usually with the higher doses and prolonged use. Uh, There are a few other side effects um, to do with muscle inflammation, can can cause the white blood cells to be um, reduced, can cause kidney problems, can cause liver problems. This is all very rare, but, you know, uh, it's these things should not be a bar to using them. Obviously, <clears throat> because of those potential side effects, we ought to be doing a 
kidney and a liver function test at the start if we're intending to use it for a period of time uh, and then repeat those blood tests say four weeks later and then thereafter annually according to the cardiologist they're, they're comfortable with that dose very standard 500 micrograms twice a day maybe twice a day maybe four times a day again start low go slow duration three months maybe maybe enough if not you know dis- discontinue it at that time anyway um if the if the covid grip comes back then it's just very simple start it up again run it for another three months cardiologists say that that uh, in their experience the patients need to take it for nine maybe 12 months anecdotally patients tell us in our clinics patients tell us that it also helps with fatigue general fatigue as well as brain fog why well maybe it's general effect they maybe the corsine is having a general effect on inflammation probably is or maybe you know the reduction of their symptom burden improves their general well-being either way patients appreciate the recommendation and the and the treatment um, if they've got this covid grip <clears throat> certainly experience from lung covid clinics uh, that i work in um, as i said chest pain you know is common and we see patients who have had their chest pain checked by the hospital so chest pain excluded you know the serious stuff like the 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 anginas and the heart the blood clots pneumonias all excluded and then they discharged from hospital uh, but with no specific treatment for their covid grip so what next a serious you know causes have been excluded why not trial colchicine so that's the specific if you like specific targeted treatment for covid grip but what else can we do to help the recovery from long covid i think it's important to take the whole person holistic view we need to think about other things for that whole person general recovery from long covid we need to think about say nutrition and sleep and mind body so nutrition you know what should our, what should, what should we all be eating <coughs> excuse me well basically i think we should all be eating a mixed balanced diet the mediterranean diet um, that contains all the necessary minerals and vitamins the building blocks for cellular and tissue repair as well as anti-inflammatory antioxidants the polyphenols the things that make your fruits all those interesting rainbow colors um, a mixed diet balanced diet a mediterranean diet will also provide prebiotic fiber to nourish your gut microbiota the friendly gut bacteria um, I cover this more fully in my talk on long COVID gut. A healthy gut flora is so important for immune support, production of vitamins, uh, hormones, and neurotransmitters. And then still on diet, 
think of omega-3 essential fatty acids, so omega-3 fish oils um, for immune support also. And finally, of course, vitamin D, uh, just for good measure. We, after all, we live high up in the northern hemisphere. We're relatively sunlight starved, um, especially in the winter months. So that's that's diet done. Um, we've got to think about sleep as well. As we know, sleep is the great healer, according to Hippocrates, father of Western medicine. He knew a thing or two. Um, uh, you know, sleep is so important for refresh and repair. Um, we must support the day-night cycle, the circadian rhythm, for various um, restorative hormones are released, such as growth hormone, um, that has released whilst mostly whilst you're asleep. Got to think about sleep hygiene and the sort of strict bedtime, strict sort of get-up time, a um, sleep-inducing novel rather than mobile or screens um, before going to going to sleep. They emit blue light which is arousing, not relaxing, like pink is a relaxing colour. Um, pyroton, magnesium, melatonin, these are all medications that, that can be taken, all available over the counter or online, safe. Uh, I talk, uh, I, I cover this in my talk on sleep disturbance in long covid so that's diet done, nutrition and sleep. Uh, I think it's important to tackle worries as well. The turbo brain, anxieties, these all lead to fight and flight, adrenaline, the sympathetic nervous system overdrive. We need to address these. We need to consider mind-body techniques, such as mindfulness. There's the Headspace or Calm app that you could download, put on your phone. It's cheap. And there are many proven studies um, that, that demonstrate that mindfulness reduces stress, reduces anxiety. Whilst we're talking mind-body, think about yoga, tai chi. Again, many studies uh prove that 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 stress anxiety blood pressure are reduced with those practices yoga tai chi they incorporate uh focus and breath control and coordination and general body reconditioning and then finally thinking sort of the uh, general holistic approach we've got to remember fatigue management strategies pacing, planning, prioritizing, pacing, the process of balancing activity, that's physical as well as mental and emotional activity, uh, with rest, balancing all those activities with rest. Pacing gives you an awareness of your limitations, knowing your limitations, knowing your baseline, uh, to work out uh, what you can work to to work to that 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 baseline, that limitation, um, not too little, not too much, so you can plan how to use your energy most efficiently and effectively.
Pacing means basically no more push through. It's stop. That's enough. And I cover this more fully in my talk on fatigue, long COVID fatigue. Beside all this general advice, there are a few trusted resources for long COVID recovery. Then there's the long, there is the website, the NHS England website, NHS, um, your COVID recovery, which is a self-help patient resource for symptoms and information and self-management. So yourcovidrecovery.com. Um, the Royal College of Occupational Therapists have got some excellent resources of how to manage post-viral fatigue after COVID-19. So that concludes the second part of my talk on chest pain with long COVID, following on from the first part earlier. I hope you found them both helpful. And as I said before, check out uh, the references, resources and links to social media in the show notes below, if you should so wish. Again, as I said, mentioned at the start, any advice, diagnoses, treatments that I mention should only be considered after discussion with your own GP, doctor or qualified health professional. So in the meantime, I wish you well for your long COVID recovery. Cheerio. Bye.